Hello everybody, so welcome to episode 28 of Tetari with Walid. So today we will have Miss Priscilla Chia. She is a lawyer by training and she wrote a chapter in this book, uh, Voting in a Time of Change on Singapore's 2020 General Election. This is published by Ethos Books. If you have not gotten this book yet, please do. Uh, and I am organizing this uh, this session today in conjunction with Ethos. No, we're not making any money out of it or anything. But I think, I mean, of course, they are making money out of the books. But I think it's important that for us, people who watch this, obviously, or listen to this on podcast, obviously, you are interested in Singapore politics. I think it's so important to support uh, Singapore books on Singapore politics. I know this may be... Uh, there is a lot of self-interest in this and I make no apologies for that but I think we really should as much as possible support those who write and publish on Singapore politics so so I just wanted to say that before I get to today's session that uh, the Tari with Walid episodes are also available on Spotify if you are if that is more of your kind of medium and they are also available on YouTube uh, so Feel free to use whatever you want. So it's not it's not flexing with the AirPods. It's just that my trusted <laughs> uh, headset is not working today. So so that's why there's some um, I don't like change. But anyway, so this is uh, we are gonna start. Uh, so let me invite uh, Priscilla on and. So feel free to type in your question. Hi Priscilla, how are you? Hello. Okay, so I can't. I don't know whether it's my airport or. Is this better? Yes, this is better. Okay. Okay. Okay, thankfully. Okay, so. Uh, hi, how are you? Doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having okay, me. So no, no, no. Thank you for, first of all, thank you for writing this chapter and uh, thank you for doing this. So, uh, Chris, maybe you want to introduce yourself first? Yes, sure. Um, so, so, I'm a lawyer. My day job is as a lawyer. I'm a disputes lawyer. So, I deal with disputes between people, between companies. And I'm also a criminal lawyer, defense lawyer. Um, I also volunteer with AWARE, um, with the Sexual Assault Care Centre as a volunteer lawyer. And I guess a fun fact about me leaving aside all the law and politics is that I'm also a certified yoga instructor. Oh, so I wow. Okay. multiple identities, I guess. Wow, okay. <laughs> so you, you also do some activism on the death penalty? Yes, I do, I do. Um, um, it's an advocacy group that campaigns uh, against the mandatory, uh, or rather, against capital punishment in Singapore, um, it's it's a, it's an organization called We Believe in Second Chances. Okay, all right, all right. So, yeah. thank you. By the way, can you hear me well? Because someone is saying that I'm a bit muffled. I can hear you very well. Okay, all right. So, so let's carry on. Just now, I tested uh, for the videos. I think it does. That's okay. So, Alvin is asking, does this uh, include neighbor disputes? I was going to ask. Does this <laughs> include? Issues between citizens and the government, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yes, yes, they do, they do. It's a, uh, I do a general dispute, including disputes with the government. So okay, okay. I guess we'll chat right. more about that. <laughs> we'll we'll yes. chat more about it. Okay, so uh, briefly, uh, please, could you summarize the, the chapter for us? And then we can take it from there. Okay, sure. Um, so to, basically to sum up, um, this chapter really sets up kind of my my concern uh, with regard to the design of the GRC system in terms of there being an absence of legal mechanisms to make sure that casual vacancies in a GRC uh, will be filled when as and when they arise. So this is quite different in the context of an SMC, where basically whenever there's SMC and there's an empty seat in the SMC, um, you that the law requires that such a seat must be filled, but that's not the case uh, in in the context of a GRC system. So in the context of a GRC system, basically there is a court ruling as well as it's the government's uh, practice to um, 
cannot fill a casual vacancy unless all the seats in that GRC vacate. And that to me is quite problematic um, in various uh, ways. I think the first is with regard to um, this concept that the GRC is supposed to ensure minority representation. So if you don't, if a minority uh, vacates his or her seat um, during the term of parliament, there are basically uh, no mechanisms to ensure that that seat is filled until the next election or until the government decides to call a by-election. Um, and there's also, I think, more fundamentally, the issue of your right to representation and how that's impacted when there is an empty seat. So in, this, in, in, a, in the context of the GRC, well, maybe if there's one empty seat, you know, we can maybe close one eyes, but to what end and until what numerical digit, if there are like three out of five that are missing, um, there are a couple of GRCs with missing seats, um, and there are no mechanisms to kind of fill those seats, uh, can we really say that we, the right, our right to representation in parliament is not compromised? Where do we right. draw that line? Right. Yeah, well, so, so I there's, think... There's a lot in what you just... Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, go okay. Ahead. Yeah, so, so uh, just to clarify based on what you said, so I've read the chapter, uh, based on what you said, all seats need to be vacated before Absolutely. there is a need for by-election. By so let's say yes. there are five people in the GRC, four people sat down for whatever reason. I know this is this hasn't happened, probably will not yes. happen, but you just yeah. need one and there is no constitutional or legal need for a by-election, right? Absolutely. And in but, fact, okay. um, uh, there is a provision within the Parliamentary Act that uh, basically says that you only um, call for a by-election uh, when all the seats in that GRC uh, are vacated. Okay, right. Some of so that's why you said your right to representation is compromised, or you alluded to it at least. So can you explain why that is the case? I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? I think that so just now you said that, oh, okay. So just now you said that uh, your right to representation is uh, compromised. Uh, so can you explain a little bit what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. So I think like if you talk about representation, I think you expect that uh, when you when you're voting in the context of a GRC, in a GRC, you expect that you are voting in a full slate of team elected members. Um, that and you expect and it's an expectation that you have a full slate of that GRC team throughout um, the term of Parliament and until Parliament dissolves. So when you don't have, um, when, when there's an absence of one seat, um, in terms of a representation, there are uh, practical implications um, in the sense that, you know, each MP, you have a right to file PQs. And so when you don't have a full slate, obviously the number of PQs that you can file um, is reduced. Um, the number of MPs that will actually speak out for your team is also reduced. So in that sense, there is some kind of a compromise in terms of your your entitlement to that full representation from that full team. Right. Okay. So and the best uh, the best example probably would be President Halima, right? That I guess that good. yeah. I guess that illustrates. I guess um, kind of. I guess what do we do uh, in a context when we don't have not just one. One, one, when we have one MTC, but when that seat is uh, a minority one, like what are the, it's, it's not something that we, I guess that regularly occurs, um, but it's something um, that, that the courts had to decide uh, because one of the, one, one, elect, one voter took up an application uh, to ask for a court ruling. So it hasn't really, right. it's not an issue that um, has came up before the courts, I guess. Right. So, if does it happen enough for this to be that big of a deal? Um, I guess um, that I accept that it's probably going to be irregular, but I suppose mm. the 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 response to that or my concern is that if we do place so much emphasis to make sure that we have enough minority members in parliament and we we have this um, emphasis to ensure that we fulfill a full slate team. 
why is it um, we don't have that same emphasis to ensure that they continue throughout Parliament? And why why not have that similar safeguard that we do at the time of filing uh, and not throughout? Okay, so it's a matter of principle, basically. Even if it doesn't happen often, the fact that it can and it does, it's enough to warrant attention. Yes, and I guess to put it in another way, um, these are important enough matters that we, I guess, shouldn't live to chance or live to a situation where we have to react, uh, where right. we realise that uh, that there might be unintended consequences and things like that. Right. In, okay. in the same way, we design a GRC system to, to right. provide certain right. safe, safeguards. We don't wait for there and not to be minority representation, right? Yes, right. So we, in, we in that in sense. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. That was that was uh, really clear. So, uh, the the next question I would have is uh, based on what you just said, right? So, uh, okay. So before that, before I get to the GRC, I think a concern that many people, non-lawyers like yeah. myself, right, uh, and we don't really know where the line is in terms of questioning legal judgment, for instance, right, or court judgment, right. So, uh, can you? Uh, can you uh, address that particular point? Sure. So I suppose you are you are really talking about um, contempt of court uh, type yeah. of uh, offenses. So basically, you cannot dis you cannot make uh, disparaging comments about the judiciary. But it's totally fine to have conversations about uh, whether or not you agree with the judgments or not. Uh, whether or not um, they may have they should have adopted a certain different interpretation. Uh, it's totally fine to also have disagreements against or uh, with regard to whatever the judge or the court has said. As long as you substantiate, um, you don't make personal attacks against um, the judiciary, that is totally fine. So we can disagree with judgment, right? Definitely. That's not a and problem. lawyers do that all the time. <laughs> so, so do academics. Right, right. So I think, the yeah, politicians. So I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, so you know, academics do it as well. I mean, lawyers do it more, but I guess for a lot of people, they don't know, okay, so yeah. is this, am I, is this contempt of court, what, whatever it is, right? Okay, so, so thanks for that clarification. So no, based on whatever you just said, right, the, the problems that uh, you have uh, pointed out, so what is the solution? Well, I... For me, I would prefer a system where we actually make sure that we fill vacancies. Um, we shouldn't have to wait until everyone vacates uh, be- be- before we have the consideration of having a by-election. I, I guess that's, for me, fundamental. Okay. Um, but of course, I think um, there are also many other issues with the GRC system, not just in terms of the feeling of the vacancies and you know, some this idea of you know how boundaries are drawn when it comes to the GRCs, the size of the GRCs, um, whether you know GRC is the best way to ensure minority representations and things like that. So, it, I, I guess when we talk about the GRCs, there are like so many of these issues, and to take an even more macro view, it's also an issue about the electoral system in Singapore, right? Um, when elections are called, who has oversight over elections, so on well, and so forth. You're taking away all my questions. Come on, slow down. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Okay, so, so, okay, so let's, let's do one by one. Right? Let's do the sure. GRC first, right? And then, and then we'll, get, we'll, we'll move down, right? Yeah. Uh, that's why you said the redrawing of the boundaries and all. Mm. Some people call it gerrymandering, or uh, so. Um, and then the the issue of the independence of the electoral commission, for yeah. instance. So the electoral boundaries review committee, and the, you know. Okay, so uh, let's let's do them one by one. The GRC first. So are you in favor of keeping the GRC? Okay, I have to say, frankly, that's a very very difficult question, um, and I don't know if I have answers, but I belong to that generation that grew up with the GRC system. So I don't know what other systems besides a GRC system. And I, I guess if 
whether I'm in favor of GRC system, it depends. Um, it does ensure that there will be numerically um, a sufficiency of minority MPs. But again, this is not the only, it's not the only system that can uh, protect that, that type of numerical digit. Whether it helps to ensure substantive outcomes in terms of minority representation, I think it's very hard to tell. How, how do we even measure, um, how do we even have such a measurement? How do we even look at the effectiveness of it? Um, and I guess in terms of my preference, I would prefer a much smaller size GRC system. Um, and I would prefer that um, the voter to elect, or rather the MP to voters ratio is much smaller and more consistent throughout all GRCs in Singapore. Okay, so that would be how I would so the, there are a few systems, like alternatives, right? So one yeah. would be all SMCs, for instance. So this is what yes. both the Workers' Party and the SDP suggest, right? All SMCs no reservations or guarantees for minority representation, which is a possibility. The other would, would be proportional representation, which I think NMPC, then NMPC, you come home, floated the idea before. Uh, he questioned uh, PM Lee uh, at that time, and PM Lee responded. So uh, I personally am still in favor of the GRC. Uh, and also, you know, just looking at whatever has happened uh, in the past few months, mm. uh, if we look at what, what has happened uh, past few months to a year, right, you would know that, I mean, there's still a lot of different levels of racism, right? Whether yeah. it's overt, whether it's casual. And I, I don't get how people could say, yes, there's racism, but racial voting doesn't exist. Mm. It, yeah. It cannot be, it cannot be right. It either both don't exist or both exist, right? Yeah, so I would be very hesitant to do away with the GRCs for that reason. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I guess maybe the alternative is to mandate that political parties must fill a certain percentage of minority candidates. And maybe that couple, ah. that might work in an SMC right. sort of situation. So you force uh, parties to... Uh, but then would there be, what if a party just decides to contest in one SMC? Yeah, which, right, which right. I mean, there are so many permutations about how yeah, yeah, yeah. they are. So there are, there are other issues with that. that. That may actually then stop people from, or it may be limiting uh, the number of parties. I mean, there would be other problems with that. So that, that is a possibility as well. So there is a question for, from, okay, so there's a question on, whether uh, the ideal system with smaller GRCs is just a matter of well, nothing is a matter of time. I think uh, a political science student should know that nothing is a matter of time. I mean, we can we can move forward in one direction, we can move backwards. So, and yeah. a lot of times there needs to be an impetus for there to be actual change, right? So, uh, so you said you are from a generation that grew up with the GRC, so you accept the GRC as a given. Well, I guess I do feel that it is important to ensure that there are minority candidates within Parliament. Mm -hmm. Whether or not the GRC system, I think it's one of the means that can be, um, that, that, that in that sense guarantees uh, minority candidates. Um, I think it's important that Parliament is reflective of not not of only a particular race, it must right. be reflective of the racial balance in Singapore. I think right. that to so, me is fundamental. Right, so this, this may seem like an obvious question, but lightly asked uh, ask this, uh, is it really that important to have a mixed race parliament? Uh, isn't what ultimately matters is that the minorities concerns and even the minorities are not monolithic communities, right? There are multiple Correct. groups within the minorities. Isn't the ultimate aim or the ultimate goal, the articulation of these different groups interest, whether they come from Chinese or non-Chinese MPs that 
irrelevant or is that relevant what what do you think what are your thoughts on that well i i agree with you i think um the issue of minority representation is a responsibility for everyone but i think um there are also um ex- ex- personal experiences and knowledge um that we cannot we cannot assume right. or understand um coming from a non minority so and i right. think those importance and there's those those experience knowledge and the lived experience of of that is important and must be within the national debate especially in parliament right so i i definitely agree with you but if i were to push a little bit on that right so yeah. there are if you think about it there are theoretically probably infinite ways for us to divide identities right like you talk about lived experiences then maybe we can include genders and sexualities Absolutely. and so on and so on right so uh why prioritize race as that particular marker I I guess it's more on a, a policy priority, right? I would mm. also absolutely agree that Parliament should not just be um, only um, the it should be representative of many other interests, not just minority, gender, the youth, um, people from different strata of society. So, in in an ideal situation, I think everyone's interests should be equally balanced and equally highlighted in Parliament by representatives. Right. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so would we? Uh, what are some alternatives you have thought of or you have heard being floated that you think would be feasible, other than what you mentioned just now, uh, which is force parties to have uh, quotas or not quotas to have a, a a certain percentage or minimum percentage of minority candidates? Yeah. Are there other so. alternatives? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no worries. I th- I think some 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 countries adopt a reserve seat type of model where certain seats are reserved for certain ethnic minorities and only certain ethnic minorities are able to vote um in those uh ethnic minorities reserve seat. Um again it's very hard to 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 be able to contextualize as well as to assess the effectiveness um should it be adopted in Singapore? um and how that would compare with the GRC is still a still question mark right so uh have you watched this debate uh this was when the GRC the GRC was about to be introduced and uh Mr Lee Kuan Yew and Mr Goh Chok Tong and some other PAP ministers versus Mr Chan Tee Tong Mr Ling Hao Dong and Mr Jusri Mahmud do you have you caught that before so i i i i if I I don't know if you are referring to the parliamentary debates. I know. Oh. So this was a televised debate. So I saw this on. I see. No. Okay. Have not. I have watched this live, but I watched this on on YouTube. And uh, so Mr. Jusri Mahmud, I think, or yeah, Mr. Jusri Mahmud mentioned this point. So he said, mm. "Reserve these particular constituencies." What means slightly different from your point. Reserve these particular constituencies for. Only Malay candidates can contest here. Then only Indians can contest here, but reserve all SMT. But within that SMT, you don't have only minorities, minority, minority voters. So everybody in that constituency can vote, but the candidates contesting must be Malay or Indian. And uh, Lee Kuan Yew's response uh, to Jusri Mahmud was that uh, sometimes the Chinese in that or the Indians uh, in a in a Malay constituency. may not feel comfortable talking to the Malay MP because of language barriers or cultural barriers so they want to talk to another person from their own ethnic community and therefore the GRC mitigates that problem do you have any thought on it i guess well i guess um I guess what the GRC or 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 the one of the purpose of the GRC is also to um deal with a situation um uh where voters are voting solely of on their own preferences uh, without a need to be aware that there is a need for a more racially balanced parliament 
So I suppose in that context, maybe. Yeah. So it does seem for yeah. all of its criticisms, right, there is a lot of merit for the GRP. Um, oh, you seem hesitant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what you prioritize, right? And what and what you what what you place importance upon. For sure, for sure. I think there is uh there is a straight off for sure, right? And I think people who yeah. afford the GRC have to admit, like myself, you have to admit that, that at times there can be a trade off between ultimate meritocracy and multiracialism, right? So yeah. in efficiency or the best and representation. Because I think representation is a virtue in and of itself to be pursued as well. Uh, and sometimes it's important. Uh, uh, sometimes it takes precedence over. It, it's always important, but sometimes it takes precedence over ultimate uh, merit. So I think people who are pro-GRCs must admit that, and people who are not for GRCs must also admit that there is a possibility that there may not be a minority representation, or there may be there may be uh, fewer or less uh, uh, less uh, minority representation. And the other part of the GRC, right, and I had this uh, discussion with NNP Joshua. Mm. Uh, he he uh, raised this, and uh, I agree, which is the GRC is also is other than representation. It also prevents racial campaigning. Because now all parties are forced to contend with. If you want to, if you want to succeed nationally, if you just want to win one or two seats, you don't have to, right? But if you want to succeed nationally or to form government, you need to be multiracial. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. think uh, that's the other aspect of the GRC that is uh, not talked about. However, let okay, let's say we we have not we have not agreed on the need to keep the GRC, <laughs> but let's say we do, right? Uh, how yes. would you suggest practically to improve it based on the criticisms you mentioned earlier? So one is we can reduce the size. Yeah, I guess reducing the size. Um, and 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 that 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 consideration of reducing the size, I think, um, comes from the concern that um, basically bigger size GRC creates a kind of an une uneven political playing field. And it has the effect, I guess, to make it a bit more difficult for oppositions to be able to fill bigger size, bigger size, um, to fill candidates for bigger size GRC. So I suppose in that sense, um, that's that's where the consideration of reducing the GRC size comes from. Um, I suppose. Being clear about where the boundaries are are important as well. How we draw boundaries, right. why we draw boundaries in a certain way, what are the considerations uh, when it comes to determining the boundaries, that transparency so you think in that whole. There's a lack of transparency, there's a lack of explanation in, in the e mm. EBRC, the electoral boundaries, uh, uh, the, the report. Yeah, the I guess. Definitely, um, there is a. It is hard to understand, I guess, how how boundaries are drawn in the way that they have, uh, the numerical digits of how many GRCs, how many SMCs, and things like that. I mean, it's it it's yeah. It goes to your point about have being more transparent about how we do it. Okay, so you mentioned so, uh, you want uh smaller GRC size, I agree with, and then more explanation, more transparency. I also agree with that uh, because the, the report, right, the committee report is quite succinct. In many ways, right, it's, it's good writing, right? It's good writing yeah. for people. Very concise. <laughs> very, very concise. I wish my These are my recommendations. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's very, it's very concise. But at, at the same time, it's, sometimes it's frustrating because you want more explanation, right? Like why exactly. this why this happened. Uh, yeah. so, so I agree with that as well. So what about the uh, election uh, committee? You know, so what, where, what, what do you think about that? Because it's, it's right directly under the Prime Minister's office, right? Do you think uh, it is a 
it is a problem? Do you think it needs to be independent, or how would it how would it work? Even if I know a lot of people say, including myself, I mean, it should be independent. But how does that look like? Well, I I, I guess actually, independent um, electoral commission is a common practice in many different countries. So they are independent in the sense that they are not a part of uh, the arms of government. They are staffed by a variety of people, judges, academics, statisticians, people with um, the relevant knowledge to uh, make electoral decisions. Um, and um, it is one of our international principles, I guess, to make sure that your electoral commission is independently run. So I think in that sense, um, if we value transparency, uh, and we value independent electoral process, we value integrity in the process, then I think it's necessary, it's a necessary step, um, basically right. to to appoint an independent uh, commission. Um, and also to have oversight, I think, over um, this commission in terms of the report, um, you know, having debate in parliament, where you can scrutinize decisions made by the commission and things like that. Right. So uh, the the example of other countries, right? Because it's easier in countries where there's rotation of government, right? So yeah. you see you see more of a separation between the civil service or even independent committees yeah. and the government of the day, right? But sometimes the lines are blurred in a country which has never experienced transition, right? And this is not unique to Singapore, right? You, saw this in Japan, in Mexico, in Malaysia till recently, right? So yeah. uh, how independent, I guess, can an independent commission, electoral commission be in such a system? Uh, well, I think there are um, constitutional commissions, for example, in Singapore, mm. recently for the electoral um, the elected right. presidencies. So right, right, there right. are functional ways uh, right. to have uh, such kind of system um, to have, or, or in fact, we have examples of all of this. Right. Um, and already. we have examples in Singapore, right? We have presidents yeah. already, right? For other so, areas, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so in some sense, we are not kind of reinventing or creating an absolutely kind of a new system. There is right. workability. It can, right. there, is, there, there, there is expertise to, to make that happen. Right, okay. So, you uh, can I just uh, say that if that ever happens, if there's an independent electoral commission, so Priscilla and I, we both volunteer to, <laughs> to serve. Sure. Right? For, free. For free, we are willing to do it, right? So, so whoever is listening. <laughs> but I think the smaller GRC size is probably more within reach than than the others. Right? Yeah, and 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 as in there there already has have been movements in that direction. Yeah. Right, yeah. So so yeah, okay. So uh somebody uh, just DM me, no way uh, I would be on that panel if it ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for your word of confidence, Ismail. But anyway, so uh, uh, you you mentioned the casual vacancy thing, right? Yes. So, and that is different for SMCs versus JRCs, yeah. right? So how does that work? Okay, so there are a couple of questions here, right? So first of all, do you think uh, that affects the value of the vote? in an SMC. So a voter in an SMC is more privileged than the JRC. On the other hand, a voter in a JRC gets to decide the outcomes of more, more seats, right? And it's more mm. important or more consequential. So does that even itself out? Mm, well, I guess in, in an SMC, you will always be ensured that you will be fully represented by whichever mm. MP, whereas in a GRC, there is that contingency that, um, you know, in the event, for whatever reasons, you might just have uh, less than full slate of, of team, whether that affects functionally your representation and in terms of like municipal uh, consequences, um, 
Potentially, I think. Um, and one example that um, I guess one recent example would be uh, Marceline UT GRC when uh, President Halima vacated her seat. They had uh, Mr. Zaki uh, take over as advisor. Right. So and and to me that that basically shows that um, you basically need a full slate to 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 ensure that full. Uh, content of your representation otherwise you know why the need for people to step in or for your team member to to carry on and and frankly speaking it's really tough to be an MP right and if you have to carry an additional burden of an absent MP I think that's really tough yeah 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 so I I think uh Mr. Zaki should have gotten two salaries right because he was covering <laughs> he was covering two constituencies for uh, at that point in time um so yeah, I mean definitely. So, uh, well, what if the PAP? I I do not disagree with you. I think even you know even if there was no legality for it, right? I think it would have still been. I mean, there's nothing stopping them from actually conducting a by-election, even though it's not required, right? Yes, it's, definitely. It's possible, right? So, definitely so even possible. if if it's not it's not required, it still could have been done out of goodwill, right? Uh, um, so, but. Okay, oh, I'll yeah. qualify that in the sense sure. that um, there is uh, a provision um, by which um, it does stipulate that um, you can only issue a writ in respect of um, a GRC to fill any vacancies only if that member, all the members advocate. So I suppose one way is you call a snap election. Right, right, right. To fill so, that seat. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, was it... Professor Kevin Sun, who I remember reading that in one of the chapters, probably he was the one who who questioned this because he said this has happened before when PM Go actually called for a by-election in Marine Yes, State. I think so. Yeah, I, 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 and I that, that seems so. to yeah. sort of call, call this entire thing in question, and especially uh, what you just said, right? So, so let's say uh, if I if I was from the PAP, right, then I say, uh, you know what this this situation is so rare and so even if it happens right we have people doing a uh, dual rule so we do not need to change the constitution or do whatever it is to to account for such a rare occasion we already have measures to overcome that how would you respond to that um well i guess again it goes back to if the right of a voter is important if there is a right for you to be fully represented, then, you know, it's really, it, that right shouldn't uh, be or undermined or it shouldn't be subsumed uh, for, for political expediency. It's a right. right. It's fundamental. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, it's very easy for you to cover this and that, you know, doesn't really justify the right. right. Of okay. it. So it doesn't yeah. change the, the argument of the right of the voter, right? So that there is a question by Subra, and I think you know you know Subra. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, Hello. Uh, uh, he says the Constitu uh, constitutional commission on the elected presidency is a good example because they gave an unsolicited unsolicited suggestion on introducing an upper chamber of parliament. Although I'm not sure whether that is actually a good suggestion, but I mean that that that's not the point. The point is they actually uh, were quite indefined. They were Absolutely. quite independent-minded, right? So, so it could work. Uh, I mean, it has it has worked before in Singapore. So, I guess uh, an independent election commission is is definitely possible, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, can you just briefly, right, if you could, because you went through some of this, right? The history of the GRC, right? Because mm. it 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 was only introduced. It was discussed in the early eighties. It was introduced in the late eighties, right? So we had a Two, two and a half decades of independence with minority representation yep. without the GRC. So what is the rationale for it? Yep. So basically the GRC system, um, it was really introduced um, after the 1984 general elections. Um, the concern then um, was that people were basically voting for candidates, the younger ones, um, to serve their needs without the this consciousness of the importance of having a racially balanced uh, parliament. And so um, that kind of prompted the government of the day to rethink um, its electoral policy in terms of 
electing people into parliament. And this whole idea or justification given by uh, then Prime Minister, Mr. Go Chok Dong, was basically we need the GRC system. Uh, one, to ensure. Sorry. This was still Kuan Yu, right? Sorry. Uh, yeah, Mr. Go Chok he Tong. was at the forefront of it. Uh, Go Chok Tong, he was, yes. I think he was the one who delivered the speeches when he was DPN. Yes, yeah. He, yeah, yes, yeah. He, okay. yeah. Sorry about that. So he no, basically no um, justified it on the basis of ensuring that the need to ensure that uh, parliament um, will have uh, such a balanced racial state, slate and also um, uh, basically to ensure that political parties um, adopt a very multi racial approach when they come when it comes to uh, fielding candidates. So that was what um, he cited as the justification uh, for introducing the GRC system. And it started with right. three members and then right. it ballooned and then it went back to like five of it now. Right, right. And also it was introduced right in tandem with the EIP also, right? The ethnic integration policy, right? So I think uh, so. Yeah, so around the same time, so I guess when previously you had Malay majority votes, for instance, so you can have Malay MPs uh, through just Malay votes, right? When you could you could not uh, do that anymore, right? Uh, but of course, the assumption of racial voting is a is a huge assumption. Uh, I think it's very difficult to prove uh, either way whether it is it is present or not, because even in surveys, right? There's yeah. the social desirability bias, right? Where Mm. Nobody would say, oh, are you a racist in their survey, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody. But even, yeah. even if you're not a racist, there could be a possibility that you are attracted to somebody who speaks like you, you know, you're just more comfortable with that. There's also yeah. that possibility, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's really difficult to prove uh, either way, but I guess you can judge from other instances that happen in society or the mood of uh, society in general. Yeah. Yeah. Do you personally believe racial voting exists or it is a problem for us to really nip in the bud and get around by having the GRC? I don't have an answer, a answer for that. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Right. From and, your and, personal and, and, experiences, I think you... Definitely, there must be more empirical research on this. It, like voting patterns, how people vote. Like These are information that are critical to make such right. decisions. But I think um, we don't really have like stats, facts, information about how people vote to actually be able to make that, 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 that kind of um, judgment or, 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 or conclusion, I guess. Right, yeah. So I guess the closest we would have uh, would be the IPS surveys on would you prefer, yeah. you know, uh, uh, would you prefer a person of the same race and, and so on and so on. Okay, so, so thank you for that. So uh, I wanted to uh, to also ask you on uh, the SMCs, right? So mm -hmm. uh, one of the one of the differences uh, between the SMCs and the GRCs, right? The people who get elected through the SMCs, they sort of have more credibility. Do you think that is a that is that is true what I just said, and do you think that is another reason why the GRC should be really reconsidered? Yeah, I guess um, that 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 is some of the criticisms that people have for GRC that basically write on to a more established, more um, established, more experienced member to be able to bring in the young ones or to be able to bring in um, different candidates. I guess yes, there is some truth to that. Um, right. And 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 and. And in, in some sense, um, you do see that uh, typically very popular ministers or individuals uh, with high vote counts, um, they do also have many new and young uh, candidates with them as well. And, right. and they are voted into parliament. Also, um, I, I guess it's, th there, there is some kind of a, a link, I guess. Oh, yeah. uh, I guess. I guess the PAP would say, and I think probably then DPM go did say this, that it is actually a good thing because you get to bring in younger people in parliament. Right? That that actually is is a strength of the GRC. It's not a criticism of the GRC because otherwise, right, uh, there are many talented young individuals who do not want to contest in elections when there's no guarantee or there's a low probability of winning. 
So do you buy yeah. that explanation? Oh. It's hard to tell again. We don't know, <laughs> but I guess the flip side is also that with the GRC system, if you're looking from it from an oppositional point of view, it's also that you then upon winning GRC, uh, uh, upon an opposition winning the GRC system, you will increase the numerical digit of opposition numbers in parliament. So I guess in some sense it can work in different ways right. and, 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 and to the benefit different right. benefit okay. differently as well. Right, okay. So Priscilla, I wanted to, uh, to say that uh, I was looking at the, the YouTube set. I, I don't have the Instagram set for this, but the YouTube set, my videos on average, right, people listen to 10 minutes of it, right? So I'm thinking, oh, it's, it's a bad idea to do one hour. <laughs> 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 you, should, you should get on TikTok. It's you should have a TikTok. Whoever wants, wants to listen, right? So, okay, I mean, it's for everybody, different level. So if you want to listen to five minutes or ten minutes. So, so I, I think I do not want to go for, I think over the past few episodes, I, I haven't been very disciplined. I've been going above one hour. Uh, so, is there anything that you wanted to add? We have maybe about five minutes. Is there anything that you wanted to add on the GRC system or on the electoral system as a whole that we we may or we may may not have discussed? Well, I guess um, also, um, I guess the onus of, of of minority representation and issues of national interest is, is the onus is also on us, not just on legislative. Um, parliamentarians, the executive. And, and, and I think all the more we should exercise, uh, we, we should be um, unafraid and in fact brave to um, raise all these issues with our elected members of parliament, attend, contribute to, con to, to calls for invitations by reach, for example, when they're, ask, when they're asking for comments and and, and and submissions in terms of bills and things like that, um, it should be active participation for everyone if we if we really want to bring out all these issues. And, right. and and I guess in that sense, it's it, it, it's a holistic approach. Right. So I can imagine two two responses. I mean, I completely agree with you. I completely. I think that's one of my uh, one of the things, one of my exhortations as well. Right? I completely agree. But one of the things that I always get two two responses right that I always mm. get. One is what's the point of going for all these sessions? They've already decided, right? So all these are wayang, these are pretend sessions, it's, it's briefing, it's not a, a dialogue. Actually, they are there to justify, right? So how would you respond to that? Uh, secondly, is they would say, oh, but Priscilla, you are a lawyer. You know where the limits are. You know what lines you should not cross. Uh, before you get uh, legal action taken against you. But for the ordinary citizen, they do not know all of this. So if they do not know and they are unsure, we might as well not say anything. Mm. How would you respond to, to both or either? Well, I, I guess don't feel so uh, disempowered. Um, public consultation matter because if you don't even raise these viewpoints, they will never be raised for consideration. And it's not the case uh, when... When, when when a bill is set in motion in the parliament, when it goes through first first reading, that there will never be amendments to the bills. Bills are amended um, second reading before it's passed in the third reading. So so the opportunities I think are there. Um, and again, you don't need to be, you know, raising issues, um, being concerned about issues are not only solely for the purview of people who articulate. Everyone should have the opportunity to be able to talk about it in your own terms, um, in whatever ways you feel that uh, it ought to be raised. It's not a privilege only for some group of people. Right. I guess that, that would be my response. Right. And I guess sometimes uh, when it comes from non-lawyers or non-academics, right, it's even more authentic, right? But sometimes yeah, we think too much about the right word and, you know, Think, think too much about uh, whereas for, for, for people when it comes from the heart right and then it's just something so authentic so pure right and it's absolutely. a as, as you say I, I absolutely agree like it is the domain of every your vote is one vote right yeah. because you're a lawyer you don't get five votes right yeah. <laughs> so somebody yeah. else who doesn't doesn't know the nuances of the law still gets one vote right so it's, it's equally the voice is equally important right so uh, then people would also say, if I could push a little, right? Um, but you know, there is a climate of fear. You know, people are afraid of uh, saying things, right? 
Uh, and I guess your response would be, I mean, you sort of hinted uh, at it as well in the book, right? There have been instances where public pressure or, or challenges have actually worked, right? It's not all in the direction of the government, right? Like, you know, the court decided that uh, it is not the discretion of the prime minister to, if when? he wants to call the by election, right? Okay, could you just explain yeah, that a little yeah. In, in, in the context of an SMC, um, um, the 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 court ruling is that the prime minister must uh, call by election within a reasonable time. Um, in I guess the more broader um, viewpoint is that social media is very effective in ensuring mm. accountability. Right. And and yeah. and you know. We have seen past instances of people holding um, ministries and accountable. Jade Russell, for example, her what yeah. happened with her during uh, with MOH. You know, this um, like never underestimate, I guess, um, the power of one. Absolutely, and and also, I mean, if you look at something which I'm passionate about, right, like the discussions mm. on race, right, and the discourse, like even in the past couple of months, you have had. Absolutely. Two extremely important monumental ministerial interventions. One was by Minister Lawrence Wong, the other was Minister Shan Muglam. Both of them were basically uh, tell, telling the majority, you, know, you must understand that the minority states certain issues that, that we cannot, uh, that sometimes the majority doesn't understand, so you must be more empathetic. And I think that's a, a win. By the way, this, this talk is not sponsored by PAP or anything. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, when they do, when they say the right things, right, I think we should be celebrating and also what we are celebrating is is a response to what people have been talking about. And ultimately, that's what you want from the government, right? And a lot of this pressure that, uh, uh, or not pressure, but I guess the awareness was raised by through social media, right? And yeah. it has changed the game. Uh, so I completely agree. So final Agreed. question I get from, from uh, Ismail... Race and religion is an OB marker, out of bounds marker, right? So, I guess it's different to maybe Section 377A where the government is more lax about that, allows for more activism. But race and religion and GRC does pertain to race and religion, uh, race, uh, indirectly religion, but more race. So, uh, so there's some apprehension that, and I guess you can understand, right, that people would Absolutely. be apprehensive. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think OB markers do 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 create an obstacle about how we can talk about race and religion. Um, but again, I think like you raised the past examples uh, in this past few months, people can engage on race and religion issues uh, in a very constructive manner, in a way that is not personal or not uh, throwing personal attacks at each other. And and and, and yeah, dialogue is possible. It's not impossible. Right. Absolutely. And I think we have just had a very constructive dialogue on the GRC, <laughs> right? On one of the pillars of the political system in Singapore, right? Uh, so thank you so much, Priscilla. Sorry. I Thanks so much, Wallet. I really enjoyed this. No, no worries. <laughs> so hopefully we can have Tetari in real life soon. Okay. Definitely. All right. Okay. 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 Thank you. Good night. Bye. Good day, everyone. Bye bye. Good rest. Bye. Same to you. My same to you, my same to you, my same to you, my same to you, my same to you.